Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. Not the word of a man, but your word. The Bible says, the entrance of your word bringeth forth light. Father, let there be light. Let there be illumination. For your people who are walking in darkness, let the light come. Father, this morning, I pray, give us light in the area of our marriages. Give us light in the area of our school. Give us light in the area of our jobs. Give us light in the area of our ministry. Give us light in the area of our decisions. And Father, your word also said that you sent forth your word to heal our diseases. Father, let there be healing. Let there be healing. Let there be healing. Healing of the headaches. Healing of the backaches. Healing of the stomach aches. Let cancerous tumors disappear by the preaching of your word. In Jesus' name I pray. And let the saints shout, Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord and be seated. Hallelujah. It's nice to see you again on a Sunday morning. I can't love, I, I, I can't wait for Sundays because God has been good to us. But the film stars are getting greater and greater. They can really act, especially the grandfather. <laughs> the father can act too much. It's too beautiful. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Beautiful verses. Beautiful, beautiful. Put your hands together for the, for the They know the word. Hallelujah. That's beautiful. I really love it. Amen. From the safe church. Beautiful. Today I'm going to share about something that you should desire. You should really desire in your life. So it's not everything that you should crave for. But some things you must actually make a conscious effort to get. Hallelujah. So everybody listen to me carefully. We are not preaching for long, but let's do that. What I pray that what as for today's message, Lord, may I have it. Amen. And I'm going to share with you from the book of Timothy, first Timothy chapter six, from verses six to twelve. Preaching, thank you. First Timothy chapter six. Verses 6 to 12. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. Give me King James, please. I know you're going to end up here. Go back to King James. 
Let's start again, King James. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Next verse. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drawn men in destruction and perdition. Verse 10. For the love of money is the root of all evil which while some coveted after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee distance and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. And verse 12, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Amen. This morning, we are talking about great gain. Not little gain. Not small gain. Not a tiny gain. But what? Great gain. Everybody say great gain. Say, I will... I want great gain. I desire great gain. What is great gain? Great gain. Not a small gain. See, great gain, it is like a real achievement. When you say something is a, a great gain, you are talking about a real achievement. A spectacular achievement. Something that many people will envy. I once was talking to a friend of mine. I think he had his PhD. He had a PhD. And I said, oh, you have got your PhD, your doctorate degree. Why don't we celebrate? And I feel like it was a great achievement. And he told me, it depends on where you come. He said, Reverend, celebrate what? I said, my PhD is a great thing. He said, look, it depends on where you come from. And I said, what? He said, from it. He comes from a scholar information. My grandfather was a, a chief justice of the West African court. So, so, so from where I'm coming from, he said his father was the chief of the West African court. His father was this eminent person in UK. So it's like getting a PhD is not a big deal. In his family. Do you understand what I'm saying? In his family, like the PhD, which to me was, it was nothing. But I also know some people that when they get... <laughs> I also know people that look, I, I tell you, if they even graduate the associate, it's a big deal.
I once saw my neighborhood, they had put balloons in front of their house and everything. One of the houses in the neighborhood, balloons, uh, confetti. And it, w- w- you know what it was for? Graduating from primary school. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great game. I was like, what? <laughs> he didn't drop out. He just finishing primary school. They had, they had put balloons and everything for primary school graduation. You know? So, but the Bible said there is something that God calls a great gain, which is not a mean achievement. Hallelujah. And what is that great gain, which I pray that I will get, and I pray that you will get? And that is what the first, well, first Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. The one that we read first. But godliness with contentment is what? Say with me, great gain. Say, I will be godly and I will be content. That is great gain. You know, what, what the Bible it says, my message is simple. What the Bible is saying that the ability to be godly and the ability to have contentment it makes you great. It's a great gain. Put your hand together for the Lord. It says when you can get godliness and you can get contentment, I tell you, you have achieved something very great. When you can get those two, you have really achieved something very great. So it it automatically means that you can be I mean you can be godly but not content. And the message is very simple. You can be godly, but you are not content, you are not satisfied, you are not sound. content. You have all the things. You have all the goods. You have all the money. You have all the jobs, but you're not godly. So you find somebody who has the godly, who has the the, the godliness, spiritual, holy, righteous, loves God, and he has the door on this side. Great game. I, I think you, you want that. You understand the word do, or you don't understand do? Or cash. The man has cash here. But the cash has not made him godless. Because we know a lot of celebrities, a lot of people who have a lot of money, but they are godless. And we also know people who are godly, they pray in tongues, they fast, but they are broke. I don't know. I hear, I hear, I hear one Nigerian preacher say that anointing without prosperity leads to annoyance. I don't know why. He said anointing, anointing without prosperity leads to annoyance. So I believe that all of us here will decide to have that state. Godliness is what? Contentment. Is what? Great gain. 
You see, when you see, when the Bible calls something very great, it means it's not easy to achieve. You see, that's what I'm trying to share with us. It's not easy to achieve. Like when the Bible said, like, a faithful man who can find. See, a faithful man who can find. It means that a faithful man is rare. It means a faithful man is rare. Because it means that by nature, people are not faithful. Yeah, here, men, it's gender neutral, men and women. When a thing is bad, they say only men. When it's the good, they say... It, it, it also means a faithful woman. Constant. People who don't change is very rare. Hallelujah. So when the Bible says this is a great gain. Because you see, <clears throat> the lack of, you see, here contentment means being satisfied. Being satisfied being okay. You see, a lot of a lot of people have a lot of people have derailed from the faith because they were not content. A lot of people have derailed. A lot of people have derailed from the faith. They started as godly, but because they were not content, they veered off. A lot of ministries, a lot of pastors, I'm not talking even to pastors, a lot of pastors, a lot of churches have a lot of churches have derailed from the faith. Because they were not content. They, were, they were not content. That's why the Bible says if you can achieve this too, you have gotten something great. You see, many people have gotten off the rail or gotten off track because of the you see the lack of contentment. Had lead to people go off. Go off in the sense that now, you see, now no longer is the gospel being preached in its pure form. But it's all, it's when you hear some of the preaching, you wonder whether this is the gospel. Hallelujah. So you need to learn, you see, and and whether you like it or not, whether you like it or not, God's reward or God's judgment, according to Matthew chapter 25, verse 21. Okay? Matthew 25, 21. Matthew 25, according to God, God's judgment or God's standard. Matthew 25, 21. His, his Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Okay, his Lord said unto him, well done. Why have you done well? Because you were good and faithful. So God's judgment, God's assessment is based on how good you were and how faithful you are. Hallelujah. And faithful means constant. Be on track. Don't deviate. And I, 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 I always tell people, I was even telling uh, my college students that, look, God's judgment, is, God's judgment is based on his opinion, not your opinion. I was telling them that, look, when you are going to write an exam, whether you pass or fail, depends on what the professor, it's based on what the professor says is the answer, not what you say is the answer. 
<laughs> you cannot bring your own answer. The answer is what the professor says it is. So if the, if the professor says the correct answer is C, you can say you can say it's A. No, you are not the one grading. So God has a standard of judging. And God said that I reward people based on their faithfulness because the good I give it to you. But your faithfulness, your ability to remain constant. Because there are a lot of factors that derail people. So to stay on track, like unchanging, well done, faithful, it is required in a steward that a man be faithful. Your ability to remain faithful, not change, it's what gives you a credential. Because as for the good, he gave you the good by the faithfulness. The faithfulness. To remain constant. Not to change. Lawyer, he said, that is, it is based on that that I will judge you or I will reward you. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. And sad to say, sad to say, many, just as, I mean, just as many men are struggling to remain faithful to their wives, many pastors are strong to remain faithful to the Lord. Because there are a lot of factors, you see, there are a lot of factors that are designed to take you off course. So you must purpose your heart to stay on track. Can I get an amen? amen. Yes. That's why I said, like many men are struggling to remain faithful. Because if you're a man, there are a lot of factors that are designed to derail you off the course. Your wife is irritating you. The girl is smiling at you. <laughs> it's a strong factor. <laughs> when I say that, people will be looking at me. Your wife is not cooking. The other girl is serving you, bearing down. <laughs> Your wife is being rude. The girl said, please. Your wife has decided not to do anything to her body. She's just blowing up. And the other girl is cute, working like this. <laughs> so you can see that there are a lot of factors that are trying to derail you. But you have to remain for constant, faithful. That is why God is looking. God is looking at how good you are, but how faithful. In spite of all the factors, you still remain on track. Even though, even though the girl is smiling, he's bleeding. You, you still say, "I'm still going to my prison officer." Just like that. <laughs> constant, a faithful man who can find. In the same way, there are a lot of stresses, a lot of world expectation of churches, a lot of expectation from the society, whereby churches are rated that if you don't take care, in some pastors preaching the gospel, we will deviate into other social events. 
Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. You know, sometimes, I'm being honest with you, I mean, don't, don't misunderstand my message. I'm not here to criticize any church, but l- let me preach, okay? You know, sometimes when you watch some of these churches on TV and they are preaching, you wonder whether it is preaching or advertising. Nikki, do you understand? Like, is this person advertising something or is preaching? You wonder whether it is a commercial. Whether it's advertising. You ask yourself that what happens to salvation? What happened to soul winning? What happened to work for the Lord? The whole preaching is about, you know, you got to do this and you got to be the Lord this and the Lord is going to give you this. I mean, it's advertising. Is it the gospel? What happened to holiness? What happens to the raw gospel? The, the wages of sin is dead. Talk, I mean, what happened to that preaching? That look, when you, the wages of sin is dead. But we are now receiving this gospel whereby when you talk about the truth, they say you are too harsh. You know, you cannot be too harsh. The whole gospel is love, 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 love. Love for what? Gospel is advertising. Yeah, so that, uh, did I am I watching an advertising program or a, a commercial program or I'm watching church service? Hallelujah. So they said this, this, this we are not remaining faithful to the master. That, that, you see, that's what he said. That's why that is why I'm saying that there are a lot of factors that are designed to derail you. By your ability to remain stable. That's why God said, I will reward you. I will reward you. Because in spite of the pressures. I know one husband. Yeah, I'm talking about husband. I know one husband. Who told Bishop that, look, I know you have won a lot of souls for God. You've won a lot of souls evangelism. And therefore, you have a great reward in heaven for soul winning. But if I am able to stay married to this, my wife, I'll get a better crown than you. Is <laughs> it if I am able to to marry this woman and not divorce, my reward will be greater. And after she described her marriage, Bishop said, "You are probably right." <laughs> Some of you ladies say, between you and I, some of you ladies say, your real crown is to be able to remain married to him. Because in every way, he's a tormentor. But if you can remain faithful to him, you'll be surprised. You see, God has a different marking scheme. God's marking scheme is based on faithfulness, not on talent, not on skill. Not an ability, but faithfulness. So you may not win a lot of souls, but if you can marry him and stay married, because the way he's behaving, even murder will be a lesser charge. (laughs) 
Sister, say amen. I want, until I'm preaching, but sister, say amen. Because some of, some of you, sister, you have every right to shoot the guy. I mean, I mean, I mean. <laughs> so your ability to stay calm is a crown in heaven. Let all the wives say amen. Yeah. <laughs> Lord have mercy. In the same way, they are precious. They are precious on the church. They are precious on pastors. Such that in action, you see, that, that's why Jesus that's why he said that we, 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 are, we are forced to please men. That's why Jesus said that I don't receive my Jesus said, I don't, I don't, I don't receive my pleasures or my pleasing from men. If I please men, how can I please God? So the church has to be on course, not to please the mayor, not to please the society, not to please the governors, but to please him. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So, I just want to share with you how can, first of all, how many want to achieve great gain? Good. Which is godliness and contentment. Don't, don't forget. Godliness and contentment. How can we, how can you and I achieve great gain? Number one, please listen to everything I'm saying is in the Bible. Number one, move. Okay? Number one, move away from churches that preach only materialism. I'm serious. Move away. Move away. If you are attending a church and all that you hear, the church is like a financial seminar, you're not talking about souls, get out from that church. With no apologies. Why are you saying that? First Timothy chapter 6 verse 5. Let's look at it. First Timothy says five. It says perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth. Supposing, look at the word, supposing that gain is godliness from such withdraw thyself. Supposing, supposing that gain, churches, ministers. Whose message equate gaining prosperity? God will bless you as godliness. Everything is about money, 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 money. Move away. Redraw thyself. Tell your neighbor, redraw yourself. I didn't write the Bible. I'm reading the Bible to you. Did, did I write the Bible? Did I read it to you? Yeah. Redraw yourself. Redraw because your soul is at stake. Oh, yeah. Redraw yourself. Redraw. You went to the church. You never heard anything about salvation. You never heard anything about sin. You never heard anything about, about, about showing all everything from beginning to end. It's a 
about money, 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 money. What? Redraw yourself because they are trying to say that gain is godliness. Gain is not godliness. Redraw. You must be able to say that, dear Reverend, I'm out of this church. Dear Archbishop, I'm out of this church. Based on First Timothy chapter six, verse five. Is it a hard message? Is it a hard message or a good message? Yeah, I'm telling the truth. It's in the Bible. Number two. Do not, do not receive the leaven. Do not receive the leaven of covetousness. Do not receive or move away from the leaven of covetousness. Look, chapter 12, verse 1. We'll talk about it. Look, 12, 1. Luke chapter 12, verse 1. In the meantime, when they were gathered together, an innumerable multitude of people, in so much that they wrote upon one another, he began to say, Jesus Christ was beginning to say, he began to say unto his disciples, first of all, beware. What does he say, beware? What does he mean? What does it mean? Careful. Look out. Watch. He says, beware ye of the living, of the leaven, or living, whatever you want to pronounce it, beware of the living or the leaven, okay, of the Pharisees. Then, she, then he described the leaven. He says, which is hypocrisy. Jesus said, beware of the living of the, of the Pharisees. And then he described the type of living that the Pharisees have. And that living is called hypocrisy. First of all, let me, let's go, those of you who are into baking, I don't bake. I don't, I don't know how to bake and I've never baked before. And I don't know, at this my age, I'm not about to learn how to bake. So let's close that case. <laughs> But my mother baked. My mother baked bread. My wife knows how to bake. But, but I remember that when we were baking, there is something called yeast. That's the leaven. That you put in the flour. And when you put the flour, it, it affects the whole flour and the flour rises. Okay? So the, another word for leaven is yeast. And Jesus said that, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. Because when it gets, that yeast is hypocrisy. In other words, what he was saying that, if you allow yourself to be affected by the Pharisees, you will become a hypocrite. Beware. Watch out. Watch out. 
for the living. Because uh, uh, they say a little living, living the whole lamp. It means that when the spirit of the preacher, Jesus was saying that because you see, no Pharisee will take the mic and say that today I'm going to teach you how to be a hypocrite. That's not, they won't say that. Hypocrisy one on one. No, they won't. They will not. They, 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 they will say that uh, today we are going to learn about how to become a hypocrite. That's not what they will tell you. They will preach whatever message they will preach. But be spirit, But if you are spiritual, you will know that the spirit behind that message or what you will get from that message is hypocrisy. In other words, if you go to a church where the first pastor is a Pharisee, he is preaching a leaven of hypocrisy. Only a matter of time, you will also become a hypocrite. Because that's, that's the spirit. That's the leaven. So as you stay in a church of a Pharisee who is spewing at hypocrisy, no matter the title he gives, it is only a matter of time. You, the member, also become a hypocrite. So Jesus warned the disciples to beware. Be careful about the living of the Pharisees. Which is, I'm talking about hypocrisy. Today, we don't have that. Today, we don't have the Pharisees. But sad to say, today, sad to say, today, what we have is is the living of covetousness. Just as as you sat under the feet of the Pharisee, you become a hypocrite. Today, when you sit under the feet of some pastors. You will become covetous. It's a difficult message, but I'm preaching to you. It can be on TV. I'm preaching. Some pastors, if you sit under their message, the spirit they are imparting to you is a spirit of covetousness. The living of covetousness. Hey, Reverend, why are you saying that? Why is that? Listen to me. Listen to me. What, what, what spirit do you think is operating when you are in a church where drug dealers are comfortable? The message you have, the, the, the spirit that is being transmitted, drug dealers are comfortable. Money traffickers are comfortable. They are big in the church and they don't, their heart is not pricked. Isn't that you aren't you imparting a spirit of covetousness? Aren't you saying that gain is godliness? That is why such people are comfortable. What spirit? What spirit? Because no matter what title you call it, you are you are transmitting a certain spirit. That is why the drug dealer, the man is scammer. The forward naga is sitting there paying tight and is comfortable. See, it's easy, but when you preach the true gospel, even those who are doing that, they have to preach them. After all, after all, Zacchaeus was a con man. Zach was a big time con man. Zach! Oh, go 
read about the guy. Zach was a con man. He was a short, rich man, but a con man. Zach! Con man. But when he met Jesus, and Jesus preached to him, he changed. You see, why do I say he was a con man? He's, uh, Nikki, he said, that, 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 look. He said, anybody that I have defrauded, if I defraud you 100,000, I'll give you 300,000. <laughs> it means he was defrauding guys. But he changed. Because the spirit that Christ was preaching was a spirit of true repentance, not covetousness. But today, we have a lot of, in our churches, previous Zacks who are not converted. Hallelujah. So when you enter a church whereby the pastor is not promoting those lifestyles, don't say that this church, they are always criticizing. We are not criticizing. We are preaching the true word of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say, beware. Amen. Number three. How to gain, how to become godly and content. I said, number one, move away from, okay, number one, just move away from material, beware of the living of the, uh, of the uh, covetousness. Number three, number three, which is, it's all about the pastors, though. number three. It will help all of us. Which is, identify, identify, learn to identify the spirit. Okay? Learn to identify the spirit of covetousness in the minister. In the pastor. Yeah, the, the, the word here is the pastor. In other words, analyze me for the spirit of covetousness. And if you find something in me, move away. Most pastors will not preach this message. But you have, to, you, have to, you have to go for the truth. Analyze. And by the grace of God, Jesus Christ said that the prince of this world comes. He has nothing in me. By the grace of God, I don't have any covetousness in me. And neither is my bishop. I say, and neither is my bishop, Bishop Dak. You can analyze him, turn him inside out. I know him personally. There is not even a single ounce of covetousness in him. What? How do you know? How do you, how, how do you pick up? It's, it's quite a tricky one, but we'll talk about it. You see? How do, what can help you to pick up covetousness? Or what we call the Gehazi spirit. The Gehazi spirit. Second Kings chapter five. Second Kings chapter five, verse twenty-six and twenty-seven. Second Kings chapter five. What we call the Gehazi spirit. Second Kings five, twenty-six. This was when Elisha. Okay, if Elisha has healed Naaman. 
And Elisha, being a true prophet, said, go. But Gehazi, Elisha's servant, he went after Naaman and he said unto him, and, call, see, and, and went and collected the gifts. The, the prophet himself, the true prophet who did the miracle, did not ask for any gifts. But his servant, who said, hey, and my master has let this guy go free. I saw the guy come with the donkeys, the moose, the gold, and the silver. So he quickly ran after Naaman to go and collect the gifts. But what I want to share with you is the spirit of Gehazi. So when he came back, Elisha looked at him and said that, and he said unto him, went not my heart with thee when the man turned again from his chariot to meet thee. This is the verse I want you to look. Is it a time to receive money? And to receive garments and olive yards and vineyards and sheep and oxen and men servant. Elisha asked Gehazi, is this a time to receive money? This is the reason why Gehazi did not become anointed. Elijah was two times Elijah. Therefore, Gehazi will have automatically become four times. But instead of an anointing, he got leprosy. Because there is something called, is it a time to receive money? Listen to me carefully. There is nothing wrong in honoring a man of God. There is nothing wrong. And, and you have to. You have to honor your pastor. You have to honor a man of God. Because honor, it's, it's, it's in the Bible. But you see, there is something called a time to receive. You see, you cannot be every time, everything you are receiving money, everything you are receiving money. Sometimes, sometimes you don't take money. Is it a time? Is it a time? So it's not that the money taking is, the unrain is wrong. But is it a time? Sometimes you, you see, so how do you know? How do you know? Like I'm reading for Bishop, but how do you know? Some churches and some pastors every day honor the pastor. The pastor's birthday, honor him. His wife's birthday, honor him. His children's graduation, honor him. His uh, dental appointment, honor him. I mean, what? More. <laughs> 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 What else? What, 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 what else they do? Huh? Pastors appreciating the honor him. What else? Anniversary, uh, anniversary. Wedding anniversary. Honor him. Ministry anniversary. Honor him. Uh, high school graduation. Honor. I mean, you know, you see, please get the message I'm preaching well. We believe in honoring. We believe in honoring prophets. And we must honor because there's a blessing in it. But you must also be able to look at that. A minister who is always demanding gifts. Watch out. Watch out. It doesn't mean that you should not honor your pastor. But, but, but I said, watch out for people who are always demanding gifts. It's a good message. Always demanding. You can see in their speech. See, I once met a certain pastor. I'm telling you. He's talking. He's talking. 
see, his talking is, and his behavior is always, there's something called the disposition of a beggar. Like, as he's talking, I mean, you're a pastor. You have gone to visit your church member. And as soon as you say, hmm, hey, your TV. Is, is, uh, is it a plasma or a curved one? Oh, I see. Uh, what inch? Is this is the two inch? Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Oh, and you also have one in the kitchen. Oh, so this is what, so when your wife is cooking, she can also watch TV. Oh, that's very, very nice. Uh, it, 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 um, it's the blessing of the Lord, you know? Oh, and I saw that. Oh, and, and, and one, there's also one in the bedroom, eh? Oh, wow. That's so nice. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. You know, you know, I've been trying to, I'm trying to follow prophet, you know, by saying we should go on this big screen TV and I'm trying to connect, but you know, even my TV is not working all, so I'm not even able to. <laughs> so, because of that, you know, I, I really, I want to wait on the Lord and watch the flow, but you know, my TV is not working, you know, and I took it, to, I mean, I'm trying to take it, but you know what, they are charging is too much, so for the past uh, three months, I've not been able to watch TV. Mm. So, this forefront also is for your son, eh? <laughs> He said, why you start talking like that? What are you trying to imply? <laughs> I mean, you think about it. I mean, I mean, Portia, if a pastor comes to us and says, like, what, 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 would you, what, what would you do? And maybe what would you do? You give, that, that, that's what Even though you did not plan to give, the talking is such that Because you must decide that I'm going to bless Reverend with the TV out of your own accord, but not that it should be manipulated. And I know this particular pastor. One time, some people gave me an iPad. Me, I don't ask. Some people gave me an iPad. Some people gave me an iPad. <laughs> I'm just happy with the iPad. Or just some people, one person. I mean, it wasn't even a group. One person said, Reverend, I want to give you an iPad. So I was talking to this person. So he also gave me this iPad. Can you believe that on his birthday, this pastor told the person that the iPad that you gave Reverend, give me one. <laughs> it's a truth I'm telling you. The person actually told the person, the person told the person the iPad that you gave Reverend. Can we get me one also on my birthday? You see, but that's the mistake he made. It actually even put the lady off. He said, forget it, forget it. The lady actually called me and said, Reverend, I can't believe that he asked me this question. Even if I was going, he said, so what, what I was even going to give him, I cut it off. A demand. A demand. That is why, that is why we must really honor our bishop and our prophet because he doesn't make those demands. As a matter of fact, I saw you coming. You stand up. I saw you coming. You, I saw you coming. And I knew there was a lady wearing the burgundy pants and the black shirt. <laughs> stand up, stand up, stand up. 
in the spirit. I saw a big stone around your neck. And it was supposed to go down the same. But by the grace of God and the anointing, I, I happened to be there. And the spirit said, this stone is about 300 pounds. It will take $300 to correct it. <laughs> it will take 3000 This stone is about three, it weighs 300 pounds. So you need $3,000. Listen, my daughter. You need to sow a seed. We need to do some spiritual things. I'm not saying those things, but sometimes you have to watch about all those things. The disposition. As for honoring, you are cursed if you don't honor. Honor your father, honor your mother, honor your pastor, honor your prophet. In the Bible, there are so many instances where people honored. Yes, honored. The, the, the Syrophoenician woman, Elisha was just passing by. Elisha did not ask the lady a squat. The Shunammite. Elisha did not ask the lady a squat. It was the lady who herself being spiritual. He said, I perceive, I perceive, I perceive that this is the holy man of God. Elijah did not say that, mm, I see something. No. She said, I, the lady, I perceive that this is a holy man of God. And therefore, because I can perceive that she's a holy man, let me honor him by giving somewhere to stay, food to eat. And he gave it to him. And because of that, she got blessed multiple times. So it is not that the pastor should demand, but you should know that it's appropriate to honor. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's, that's, thank you. There's a big difference. So this, this position of you visit people. Oh, I see. Uh, oh, so this is your second car. Eh? Oh, do you use it? Oh, the second car. Oh, you don't use it. Oh, okay. Eh. So, the, uh, so what, what do you know about the Mercedes? Eh? Okay. So what, what happens to this Toyota? Oh. Oh, eh. I see. Oh, that's, that's nice. I see. Okay. Anyway, you know, uh, you know, the visitation. You see, ever since I became the pastor, I need to visit members. And sometimes they live very far. See, I normally don't need a car, but no, because of the visitation. But I'm, I'm actually planning to buy one. But uh, I'm trying to see. Hopefully, God willing, by the grace of God, I should be able to sort it out. I should, be sort, uh, I should be able to sort it out in a year's time. So I'm putting my mind aside, but see, the way Sister Soso -so was sick and I couldn't visit him, I felt the Lord was putting my hand. So, you know, I think a car will help me. But anyway, so how much was this car anyway? See, if your pastor is saying that, and the car is parked in your garage, and he says he needs a car for visitation. I mean, I mean, I mean, yes, So, beware. Hallelujah. 
That's no way you should honor. You make a great mistake when you don't honor. But the best honoring is the, is the Shunammite woman. You see that this man is holy. And therefore, I want to sow a seed. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. And then finally, number four. I gave you three points. Number four. How to great gain and contentment. Number four. Great gain and contentment. Or, 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 I mean, godliness and content, godliness and contentment, which is great gain. Number four. How you can achieve great gain. It's very simple. It's very simple. This one is not for the pastors. It's for you. We <laughs> think everything is for the pastor. This one is for you. <laughs> Have a moderate lifestyle. Do not live an extravagant life. Have a moderate lifestyle. Do not live extravagantly. Because the discontentment comes from the extravagant living. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. Galatians 5, 22 to 23. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, temperance, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such, against such, now English, what does temperance mean? What's another word for temperance? You are temperate. When you say he's temperate, self-control, what else? Temperate, even keyed, even keyed, not excessive. Not excessive. Not excessive. Even keyed. The Bible says that one of the fruit of the spirit in a Christian is temperance. Even keyed. Not excessive. The reason why people are always discontented is not because they don't have enough food. But they live above their means. This one is for you. I'm preaching to you. Your paycheck is it's not that your paycheck, your paycheck is enough. Your paycheck is enough. Just that you are living too much above your means. Your husband is not a lazy man, he's doing his best. But you, you have a greedy spirit. You are never satisfied. That is why you are always insulting him and criticizing him. But I tell you, compared to other men, he is doing his best. You better clap. Because... <laughs> Remember, he's all lazy. He doesn't go away. We don't need this. This thing is broken in the house. This bro- it's broken in the house because you are going to buy a $5,000 microwave. Hello. 
complacency. Who is that? I mean, I mean, the microwave that you have gone to buy, you have gone to buy a microwave that when you go to the house, uh, uh, microwave on. Bing! <laughs> microwave, throw the fish. Ooh. Micro, mi- microwave, cook rice. <laughs> microwave, baked bread. <laughs> I'm preaching. I mean, at the end of the day, does it really matter whether you press on it, bake, or you spoke bake? At the end of the day, it is bake. Whether you spoke into it or you pressed it, what difference does it make? So if you can afford the one that you have to press, why are you so impressed on the one that you're speaking to? And so for that, the one that you press is 500, but you want the one that you're speaking to, which is 2,000. Whether you spoke into it or you pressed it, does it make a difference? But you see, but you are not content. So, so you are always. You see, let me tell you something. I've, I've, I've been a pastor for a while. I've pastored so many, many congregations, New York, everywhere, including you. Most people, on the average, make enough if they will live within their means. I am preaching to you. If I tell you the average income in the USA, you find that you are very rich. Go and Google the national income. But you are not content. You are not content. So the lack of contentment is even affecting your marriage. Always on your husband. Listen, some people husband, they don't work at all. You're supposed to work 40 hours a week and you're complaining. Indeed. You're always criticizing your wife. You're not content. You're not content. She did not ask you to go and buy this big car that you can't afford. That you are always angry. Every, every day your blood pressure is going up. Did she ask you to go and buy that SUV? Did she ask you? You are going to buy your own SUV. You are cruising around. And now you can't find money to buy gas. What, 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 what does that go to do with her? <laughs> So you're not content. You see, and the, you see, and the discontentment leads to ungodliness. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because the way, you see, you see, I mean, the way you don't even mind sitting on the boss's lap, even though you're a married woman. Because you, because you are not content with what your husband is providing at home. Shame on you. I said shame on you. It leads to ungodliness. It leads to ungodly behavior.
Godliness with contentment. Look. You can be broke at any level. You can be broke at any level. I'm preaching to you. I, one of the shocks, you see, I wasn't a shock, but one of the, one of the shocks that I got or surprises, or maybe a revelation, maybe I should call it a revelation. One of the revelations I got was the day that Michael Ta- Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson said that he's broke. Mike Tyson said he was broke. I have an, uh, I, I, uh, this guy, the basketball, uh, the answer. What's his name? Alan Iverson. Alan Iverson. You're broke. And I got my shock. Do you know the millions that Mark Tyson made? Do you know the millions Iverson made? So, what I'm trying to share with you is that you can be broke at any level. So, it's not how much you make. But your lifestyle. Because if you earn 10 million, but you need 5 million to maintain your yacht. So don't be surprised when celebrities go broke. They can. Yeah, yeah. Because the person has a yacht that he needs to pay an annual fee of $2 million. He's sitting there. He lives in a $10 million home. He, so, so it doesn't matter how much you earn. Based on the lifestyle, you can be broke. So you can so so it's not basically what how much you earn by your lifestyle. You can be broke at any level. <laughs> you see, that is why I'm preaching to you. That is why all man of God flee from distance. Because you see, if you are a pastor and you want to live like a celebrity, then be prepared for a celebrity problem. <laughs> then prepare for a celebrity problem. So sometimes, as you watch quote-unquote mega pastors preaching on TV and all this and they are asking for money, money. I, I, I'm not surprised because they are living like celebrities and therefore you need to sustain a celebrity life. Because you can be broke at any level. You can be broke at any level, I'm telling you. Yeah. Any level. Most of you are okay with most of you are okay. Number one, most of you to ask your parents how much they earn. One lady was complaining, Reverend, Mama, I have two children. I'm two children. I'm so tired. I don't make enough. My husband doesn't make enough. And I said, how many are you? You, you and your siblings. Say we were five. I said, okay. How much did your dad earn? Then he mentioned, I said, your dad was able to look after five of you with this. And you cannot look after two children. That's what I'm telling them. Your father was able to look after five of you with this money that he earned. And you two children. Inflation. <laughs> oh, the, you see, you see, the message is contentment contentment contentment, meekness temperance, temperance your ability to live within your means is also a fruit of the spirit because you can, look, you can be broke at any level 
You can. I had a colleague of mine that we were working with. Every overtime, he's there. Time and a half. Working weekends. And then one day, he came to ask one of our friends, it's a colleague doctor. I need some loan. Can you help me out? So the friend was like, can you believe that this guy came to ask me for money after all the overtime? All the time and a half. So I asked him that. So I asked him, what do you need the money for? Thank you. Uh, you understand? This guy married. He's sleeping with one of the nurses in the unit. He have, it's like just flingering around. And has a child with another woman who's coming after him hard. So what I'm trying to say is that it doesn't matter how much you earn. If there's a brother sitting here, tell the brother, side, side chicks are expensive. <laughs> I said, if there's a brother. <laughs> they said, I should preach. I'm preaching. I said, if there's a brother sitting here, you said that, sir, sir. Especially if you are the wife, say, sir, side chicks are expensive. You have this your wife, which is a domestic chicken, very cheap, and you won't take it like that. You are looking for a side chick. Side chicks are very, very expensive. I can preach. I'm telling you. Your wife is a domestic chicken. Very cheap. Buy one, get one free. You don't like that one? <laughs> Side chicks. You, you will be broke. Because side chicks are very very, very expensive. Because you have to pay for the shoe. You have to pay for the toenail. You have to pay for the eyelashes. The hair that she's not like, you have to pay for it. The back... Yes, High maintenance. Who? You'll be broke. Church, godliness is with contentment is great gain. I say godliness with contentment is great gain. I pray for you that as you increase in your spirituality, may you also be financially content in Jesus' name. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Pray, let's pray. Kaya Malama contentment in God. Father, we thank you. The Bible says godliness with contentment is great gain. Father, 
I want to pray for people. I mean, all of us struggling with your career, your finances. Just, just put your hand on your heart. Father, your word says that godliness with contentment is great gain. Today, I go down on my knees and pray. Yes, godly they are, but financially struggling, not content. Father, give us the spirit of contentment. Open doors. Grant us favor. Deliver us from the lack and the need and the stress. May we also improve. May we improve. Not only spiritual, but also content-wise. In Jesus' name, amen. With every, eye, with, every eye, with every head bowed and every eye closed, you are here, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. The Bible said, what shall it profit a man? What shall it profit a man? What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? You are watching me on Facebook. You are on Zoom. You are in person. I'm talking about salvation. This is the day of salvation. You need to be godly. The great gain is being spiritual and two, being content. So if you are not born again, you are not spiritual. So this Sunday afternoon, lift up your hands and I'll pray. There's room at the cross. Let your hand go up above your head. You are not born again. For God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son. Wherever you are, whoever you are, lift up your hand. Millions have come, millions have come, millions have come, millions have come. There is still room. There is still room for one. Yes, Lord. There is room at the cross for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Say this after me, those of you on Zoom. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, this Sunday afternoon, I come as a sinner. Have mercy on me. I want to be a child of God. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. If you pray this prayer for the first time and you're on Zoom, there's a number. Can I see the number, please, so they can send me a text message? Hallelujah. Amen. Are you blessed? It's time for communion. Take your seat. Brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, we are one. And our lives has just begun. In the Spirit, we are Song of love.
45 and at your feet John 6 45 he says I am the bread of life I am the bread of life John 6 45 sorry John 6 48 John 6 48 I am that bread of life I am that bread of life 49. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. It means that some bread, if you eat, you will die. But some bread, when you eat, you will live. And this is the bread of life. I am the bread of life. This Sunday afternoon, as you lift up the bread, anything that is dead or dying, be it your health, be it your marriage, be it your school, be it your status, Anything that the enemy has put his hand on. We are standing on the bread of life. And we are proclaiming that what was declared dead will live again. The case that was declared dead will be resolved. Amen. The matter that was said that you cannot resolve it will be resolved. Amen. The womb that was declared dead will become alive again. Amen. Receive the impartation of life. The marriage that's almost dying will be revived. Amen. Your health that was declared dead will come back to life again. Amen. The bread of life. You may eat the bread. And the Bible said that same night he took the cup. And he said this is my blood of the new covenant. This was shed for the remission of your sins. Father, we thank you for the cup of blessing. Rakama ilolima zendelika prokata anali amazi inari ama akandari amama. Reketi nili amama nimi kondoli ababa. 
whatever blood-borne disease is being corrected by the blood of Jesus. I said, whatever blood-borne disease is being corrected by the blood of Jesus. Your blood will be clean. Your blood will be clean. Because the blood of Jesus is taking over. Father, he said he was made a curse that we may be redeemed from the curse. Father, by the power of this blood, any curse that is after us, whether it is a familiar curse, a curse from our ancestors, a curse that we have brought upon ourselves by our behavior, the curse that we have brought, Father, some here have brought a curse upon themselves by lying. Today, receive pardon. Receive pardon. Receive pardon. Receive exemption. Thank you. That the curse has been broken because of the blood. In Jesus' name. The blood of Jesus. You may drink the blood. On a hill. Thank God for pardoning your mistakes. Thank God for pardoning. For exemption. He has pardoned my mistake. He has pardoned your mistake. And I love that old cross. Yes, Lord. When the dearest and best for a world of lost Yes, Lord. Let the blood pardon. 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 Let the blood shed pardon. Oh God, my God, Lord, Ya Baba. My shed in Ya Baba, in Ya Baba. Ya Ya Baba. Receive pardon in oh God. Receive pardon in oh God. Your mistakes are forgiven. Your mistakes are forgiven. The curse is broken oh God. My shed in Ya Baba. For the curse that is broken. Thank you for the curse that is broken. Thank you for the pardoning. Mama shaka tanda liya baba liya baba. Ena liya mama mama masoloriya baba. Mama 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 mama. close the spirit is telling me the spirit is telling me that 
some of us have brought curses upon our lives by certain lies that we told. The lies that we told has brought curses. But today, the mercy of God is here to heal. The mercy of God is here to deliver. So if you find yourself in that class, whatever you are standing with, every eye closed, if you are watching on Zoom, on Facebook, lift up your hands and let's ask for forgiveness. Lift up your hands. Certain lies you told has brought issues. Lift up your hands. With every eye closed. I want your hands to go up. Be honest with yourself. Every hand should go up. Every hand should go up. Father, you said that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us. Yes, Lord. Forgive us of the lies. Forgive us, Lord. The dishonesty. The dishonesty. We are sorry. We are sorry, Lord. And Father, thank you for the pardoning of the blood. We are free from the curse. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put your hand together for the Lord and be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. It's time to honor the Lord with your first and best. what I long for Holiness is what I need You want to honor the Lord with your first and best? Come Holiness Holiness is what I long for Holiness is what I need Oh, oh. Holiness it's what you want for me. Honor the Lord with the first and best for God. Righteousness, Lord God. Righteousness. Righteousness is what I long for. Righteousness. Honor the Lord. What I need. Oh God. Righteousness. Righteousness. It's what you want for Thank you, Holy Spirit. me. For me, so take my heart, take my heart, and mold it. Take my mind, oh Lord, transform it. Take my will. Honor him. Honor him. Honor him. I'll tell you something. It's okay. God does not have a problem forgiving you. And when God says you are forgiven, you are forgiven. Amen. So I want you to walk out of fear feeling justified because you have been justified. I say you have been justified. Amen. And don't believe the lie of the devil again. Amen. Amen you will not live under that case. I say you will not live under that case. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 
God is good. God is good. I say God is good. All the time. I say God is good. All the time. I say God is good. All the time. So give, and it shall be given to you good measure. What's the basket? Give, it shall be given to you. God bless 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 you. Running over, running over, running over. Do you want lift up an offering? Lift up an offering. Hallelujah. Lift up an offering, everyone. Want to give an offering? Test to give. Lift it up. Father, we thank you for another opportunity to give. It's always a blessing. We are blessed and we are privileged. Somebody, may you give a thanksgiving offering. For the Lord has given, forgive me of something very great. Lift up your thanksgiving offering. Father, we thank you for this service. Thank you even for for giving us something very great. As we step out of here, we step out of here as victorious people. Amen. And therefore we are giving this offering to say thank you. Amen. For the accuser of the brethren has been cast out of our life. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. You are giving my cash. You can come. shall be given to you good measure good measure good measure john god bless you 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 running over god bless you running over god bless you do you want the overflow god bless you god bless you god bless you hallelujah amen beautiful we are blessed Happy birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Ariana Buddy. Is she here or she is downstairs today? Clap for Ariana. Clap for Ariana. Clap for Ariana. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.